ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम माय बाउ टू द लॉर्ड वसुदेवा जय टू यू फ्रेंड्स This is a famous cha- passage or sloka stanza in the Gita 69 That which is night for the unenlightened is day for the yogi and that which is day for ordinary people is night for the yogi who perceives the inner reality Well the meaning here is that that uh, it's several fold first of all obviously the yogi Usually it's easier to meditate at night because then things are quieter. I remember living in a section of uh, San Francisco many years ago and uh, it was pretty quiet. It was removed from the main traffic and uh, yet even so at night when I can't say that it was more quiet outwardly it was much easier to meditate because people's minds were not restless. People's minds were asleep. and i would feel the peace of the town in a way that i couldn't feel it normally and so it's quite true that meditating late at night is a good time to meditate especially if you live in crowded areas because you'll find it easier not to be bothered by all people's restless desires materialism and so on but there is a deeper meaning for this uh, in this stanza and that is that that which is meaningful to worldly people is not meaningful to the yogi and that which is meaningful to the yogi unfortunately is not meaningful to the worldly person i remember trying my best to show a friend of mine the logic of finding or seeking god and he finally said to me you know it may be very fine but i'm just not interested so what could i do people have to come on their own this is what used to I, when I was new on the path, I was really so thrilled with these teachings. I wanted everybody to hear them. I thought if they hear the logic of it, they'll surely uh, embrace this truth. But I found that you can lead a wo- horse to water, but you can't make it drink. They have to become thirsty. That's why that that saint, when a, a, a boy came to him and asked to be his student, and the saint took him down to a river. and held his head under water for a little bit longer than the boy wanted and when he brought him up he said what did you want and the boy gasping said air air i wanted air and the saint said when you want god that badly come back to me but in a way it's it should be that way with the spiritual path and yet it's if anybody can be turned a little bit in the direction of seeking truth surely that's better than nothing and so i keep trying but i know in my heart that i will only succeed by uh, with those who already know what i'm trying to tell them you can't teach them anything you can help people to remember the truths that they long for but until they long for it they won't hear them there are uh, incarnations that we have to go through of suffering and pain until finally we say nothing has been working for me what can i do how can i get out of it 
And even then, if it's only intellectual, they'll go on to it for a while. They'll think, oh, it makes sense. And then they'll get a desire for uh, worldly things again, and they'll go back to the world. Sooner or later, you reach the point where you just feel you've had it. And you understand then that what seems like emptiness, a life of just meditating, what are you doing? What are you doing for yourself? Aren't you having any fun? But sooner or later, you'll reach that point where you realize that that which is night for the worldly person is day for the yogi. That which seems uh, unendurable to the worldly person is the only true joy for the yogi. This is not the definition of joy, but you will find that those whose values change in a spiritual direction, they no longer are interested in the things of this world. People could invite me to a nightclub and tell me how wonderful it is, what beautiful music there is, what wonderful liquor they serve, whatever they want to tell me. I just wouldn't want to go. It doesn't attract me anymore. The world doesn't attract me. Somebody could offer me a million dollars if I would become the CEO of a big company. He, said, he could tell me you'll have millions of dollars every year. I'm capable of doing such a job, I think. But whether I am or not, I don't care. I don't want it. To me, that is night. That is darkness. That is hell. We could say that which is heaven for the worldly man is hell for the yogi and vice versa. I think if a, if a woman who argues all the time and nags all the time were to go to heaven, she would be arguing and nagging all the time. That's why um, it would be better to be in hell with a few wise men than in heaven with fools. But true heaven is not like that. True heaven is those who have attained that state of peace in themselves. That's why there is a barrier between these different planes of consciousness. Artists go to artistic heavens. Spiritual people go to spiritual heavens. People who love beautiful music go to heavens where music is enjoyed. You are attracted there where your own vibration and magnetism draw you. And when you wish for spiritual things, then the things of this world just don't hold any appeal anymore. You don't spend your time criticizing other people for it. You just say, well, no longer for me, thank you. When I bought Autobiography of a Yogi and this, I met this friend in the bookstore from high school, and uh, he was talking about his glowing future in radio and advertising and so on. And the more he talked, the more I hugged this book to my chest. I thought, you can have it, but I don't want it. And so, when you seek God, you will find that it's not a strain living in God. It's not a strain thinking of God. It's not a strain to meditate and love God. It may be a bit difficult in the beginning because you have to change your habits. But once you're into it, then the only thing that's worth doing is that. And you're perfectly happy just being absorbed in the inner bliss. So that which is seemingly pleasant to the worldly person is hell to the yogi. And that which is uh, heaven to the worldly person, that, I mean that which is heaven for the yogi, is something unthinkable, unendurable. What, what uh, the worldly person would do, the first thing he'd do going into an ashram of a saint would be, so what do we do here for excitement? What can we, how can we uh, stir up a little fun?
That's not yoga. When to the peaceless, how is happiness possible? When you can understand your need for peace, then you will understand the kind of happiness you are really looking for. And when you can understand that that happiness is not a passive thing, it's not something you get when everything else is gone, it's something vibrant and real in itself. And it's so wonderful when you get it. You never have found in the life of anyone who has ever meditated and found God. Not one has ever said, oh, what a disillusion. People who seek money will say that. People who seek fame will say that. Ian Fleming, who wrote the Bond series, he said it was fun being famous for a while, but now it's just ashes, old boy, just ashes. This world is just ashes. The joy of your own being, that is to be found in the self, in the soul. Joy to you.